The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. All right, today is April 21st, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today is co-host Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, the State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. Great to be with you. All right. Quick note, last week we had Amy Palmer from Soldiers Angels on the show. Her motto is... May no soldier go unloved. Be sure to listen to the archive show. They do a lot for our veterans and military families. It's a great organization. And don't forget to visit the American Heroes Network Radio's archive library of radio shows. We have created a veterans resource that is truly making a difference through our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to resources and events anytime, anywhere, and on any device. So we have a lot to talk about, so let's get to our guests. And today's title of the show is TBI PTS Help is Here. Bill, you have the honor of introducing Andrew, our first guest. Certainly, Gary. Andrew Marr. Chief Executive Officer and Founder for the Warrior Angels Foundation. Andrew is currently transitioning from the Army due to injuries received in combat. Andrew enlisted into military service after graduating from college to serve God and country, fight evil, kill as many of the enemy as possible as a Special Forces Green Beret. Andrew, you suffered multiple TBIs, serving as an explosive breacher and being in and around countless explosions on numerous deployments. Andrew, please tell us, what is an explosive breacher? Hey, Bill. Thanks for that introduction. Um, An explosive breacher is uh, one of the many duties for uh, guys on the team and that's to gain entry into a location that is fortified um, and it's deemed necessary uh, at that point to, to gain entry by explosive means. Um, so, for instance, if you want to get into a door and that door is locked or blocked, um, you place a specific explosive charge on that door to then gain entry into the denied area. Great. You had a true awakening to what life is like with not only a brain injury, 
But knowing the state of military health care and the shameful behavior and treatment that many of our warriors endure, you felt that you had a new purpose to provide TBI, that's traumatic brain injury treatment options, to all uniformed service warriors, and you were going to do this at no cost. Andrew, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Andrew. Yeah, Bill, Gary, thanks for having me, and uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be on here. Um, we're ecstatic about the opportunity to be on the show today and to be able to get the message out, um, uh, some information uh, about traumatic brain injuries and the process of, of healing and letting uh, the listeners out there know that there's hope out there and uh, through my story and then uh, Dr. Gordon, who's also on as well, who is one of the foremost um, authorities on it in the world, you know, is here to talk today. So you, the listeners are in for a special treat. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Mark. Mark L. Gordon, M.D., residency trained and board certified in family practice in 1984, but that's not where his medical education stopped. He went on to a clinical orthopedics, cosmetic dermatology, and sports medicine prior to the uh, interventional uh, endocrinology, a term he coined in 2003. In 2005, Dr. Gordon obtained an exempt pharmacist license from the state of California. He has been a very strong advocate of the integrative uh, medicine and the promotion of preventative medicine with hormonal deficiencies. He is instrumental in promoting the rec recognition of traumatic brain injury as a cause of hormonal deficiency in the landmark presentation on ESPN's Outside the Lines. His book, The Clinical Application of Interventional Medicine, is recognized by his peers as a premier for the standard of care and assessment for interventional endocrinology. As medical director of CBS Studios, he participated in projects with HBO, ESPN, CNN, Fox, Good Morning, and a number of international programs. Most recently, he appeared on the Joe Reagan Experience, actually twice, where he had discussions on traumatic brain injury with Jason Hall, the screenwriter for American Sniper and Petty Officer and Navy SEAL Corpsman Matthew Gosney. I hope I pronounced that right. Correct. And, and 15 different medications did nothing to prevent his attempted suicide in January 2014. Dr. Gordon continues to work with veteran groups, providing full and partial funding for those with injuries received while in the theater of war. He is the owner of, and medical director of the Millennium, Millennium TBI Network based in Encino, California. Let's welcome Mark L. Gordon, MD. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Boy, that was a mouthful. Oh, tell me about it. that. Was a whole hour uh, going off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for having me here, which um, I see as a grand opportunity to share a couple of uh, aspects to what we're doing, as well as some recent uh, news that came to us. But I'll turn it back to you and let you, okay. you know, well, ask I know questions. We're Okay, hey, we're hey Gary, Mark actually puts that in his uh, signature line in his email, if you ever get an email. It's about 18 pages long. I'm crazy about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not <All> right. true. 
<laughs> All right. Now, uh, before we get back, uh, we're going to uh, jump back to Andrew in just a minute, but we're going to mention this a couple times. I want you to tell uh, our listeners what's going on, on uh, in May. You have actually two events, one for doctors and one for veterans. Uh, <clears throat> May uh, 14th, uh, my newest book, which is Traumatic Brain Injury, A Clinical Approach to Diagnosis and Treatment, which is geared towards uh, training a very unique group of physicians that have been hand-chosen uh, from a list of more than 200 applicants for this class. We've so far isolated about 40. Um, the class is to train them in the 10 years of my experience in treating traumatic brain injury, not only of uh, civilian NFL sports-related and military, uh, the entire spectrum of um, how to assess and treat uh, the class will be a three-day class, and then on Friday, the um, what is that? The fifteenth at seven o'clock to nine o'clock. Since we're in San Diego, California, very close to <clears throat> Coronado, we've invited as an open door. We've invited uh, any veterans or active military to come and listen to two hours of not only people like Andrew who will be joining us, but a group of about four other physicians that are supporting uh, this project so that they can get exposure to not only those people who have gone through our program, but listen to the knowledge and the information relative to what's really going on and why traditional medicine has failed. All right. Period. Well, yeah, yeah. Now we're getting back to Andrew. Andrew, I, I think that uh, your organization had a lot to do with uh, meeting uh, uh, the doctor, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't remember um, who got in touch with who, but it was just through what Mark was doing um, and has been doing for years in his field and uh, us kind of uh, joining the fight, um, running through similar circles and networks. We were able to uh, uh, get introduced and uh, from there started talking and trying to find ways that we could uh, help him to help others, um, and, and that's what this is all about. All right. Now, what's what's the mission for Warrior Angels? So, our our mission is, is pretty simple and straightforward. It's to provide no cost TBI treatment options for all who served and have suffered a uh, an injury in the line of duty. Um, and we're endorsing a network of highly skilled providers offering a highly individualized treatment plan based on each person's specific needs. So what we're finding in Western medicine, uh, military medicine, is they're trying to give out cookie-cutter um, answers that only treat symptoms. And the problem with that is, is when you treat symptoms, you don't fix the problem. So all you're really doing is medicating, which is starting a whole new cycle of problems, and uh, the spiral staircase continues to go downward, so to speak. So, Mark, this is, uh, uh, excuse me, Andrew, this is Bill. Uh, please tell our listening audience what moved you uh, to start Warrior Angels. And, uh, you know, and the question behind that, was it the present uh, state of health care? Uh, but specifically, what caused you to want to move forward with this? Yeah, so what what caused me, I, I didn't wake up one day and say, I want to start a 5013C nonprofit. That's what I'm all about. I didn't even know what that was um, right. six or seven months ago. So it all came out of, uh, of a passion um, that, hey, I was able to go through unconventional means and find some help and, and treatment, and it really provided a spark and a 
a new chapter for me to be able to uh, continue on with life. Where at, at the rate I was going, you know, it was going to be running into a, a brick wall going 100 miles an hour pretty soon. And so with that, I said, hey, man, there's got to be a way that we, we can bring this to the mainstream or at least highlight what's going on so people who don't know can know. Because, um, you know, um, I was having all kinds of issues, and it stemmed from uh, my last appointment was in 2013, and I didn't have any really any signs or symptoms uh, on that trip. Um, when we look back at it now, I, we can kind of see and, and chart the timeline there. Um, you know, there was about over over 10 instances where there was a for sure black and white you know i, I sustained a, a tbi i only lost consciousness one time and it was brief but through n- numerous um uh close air support dropping uh 500 to 2000 pound bombs danger close to uh enemy mortar and uh, rpg um blast in close proximity you know within uh 5 to 30 meters of me and uh, just, you know, years of uh, explosive breaching um, that took its toll. And so what we're finding now is these uh, blast waves cause concussive and, and subconcussive uh, trauma. And so compacted over time, especially when one can't have time to heal properly, it's going to cause a, a, a number of issues. So about it wasn't about three months till I returned from my deployment that I started having any problems. And what I'm about to list and talk about is pretty much the mirror image of anybody who, who's dealt with this. And so if you listen to the Joe Rogan show and you listen to, to uh, Matthew's story or uh, stuff he was going through or, or, or you know people, it's very similar, but a lot of people don't know. So this is kind of what happens. So you have the TBI. You, uh, my symptoms were delayed about two to three uh, months. And the first thing that started to happen to me was a loss of libido, uh, erectile dysfunction, you know, as 31-year-old um, barrel-chested freedom fighter, that was very odd to me. You know, that's never been a problem. So that was first thing, and then um, things started to happen from there. So post-traumatic uh, hypopituitarism and second hypogonadism, a fancy word for saying neuroendocrine problems, and Mark can speak more to that, but then I, would, I had uh, post-traumatic headaches, insomnia, um, anxiety disorder, I was, uh, mood disorder, uh, I was clinically depressed, I uh, had a deep vein thrombosis and a bilateral pulmonary embolism, those are blood clots, one in my leg and two in my lungs, um, uh, diagnosed with vertigo, stigmatism, um, I was uh, basically an alcoholic, I had cognitive deficiencies, um, chronic fatigue, loss of enthusiasm, trouble concentrating, highly irritable, uh, and that would turn into rage. Um, and I, I was emotionally liable. Um, my headaches would lead to blurry vision, and the blurry vision would, would spoil over into double vision, um, short-term memory loss, I'd, having difficulties. I'd be driving home from work, and I'd look up uh, on a route that I've driven you know, numerous times for over five or six years, and I wouldn't have any idea where I was at or writing a word uh, in a sentence, and in the middle of the word, I, I completely blank on what I was just writing or what I was writing about. Um, let's see, what else, guys? You know, feelings of, of being alone when you're going through that. I isolated myself from my family, my friends, um, vertigo, um, issues with balance. You know, so none of this, none of those things, symptoms, were ever present in my life prior to returning from this uh, deployment in 2013. And so it was 
you know, you hear guys are afraid to talk about it. Well, for me, it was really easy to say, hey, I'm having some serious problems because I've never had issues with this, and I need some help, and I don't know what else to do but say that. If I could fix this, I would have already fixed it. And, you know, so from there, the, the military, you know, I, I saw a neurologist, an endocrinologist, a psychologist, a psych, psychiatrist, uh, you know, you name it, whatever specialty with the IST at the end of it, you know, we saw them. And kind of like uh, Matt Gosney's story, you know, mine was the same. I ended up on about a, a dozen different medications, and nobody could seem to figure what was going on, what was going on or what was the, the, the baseline for this problem. And it got as bad as um, some doctors accused me of, like, my testosterone was so incredibly low that I had one endocrinologist accuse me of being uh, on abusing anabolic steroids, and he wasn't going to treat me any further until I took a urinalysis, and it was, uh, which took four to eight weeks, he said, to get back. And uh, once I proved that I wasn't using anabolic steroids, and they go on with some kind of a treatment plan, um, I was getting neuropsych testing, and, and I was having difficulties with the, the questions. And the guy giving me the exam told me that he thought I was trying to skew the test results. Like, I thought that was a good use of my time to go in there and, 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 and mess everybody around and, and, and falsify, uh, you know, those things. You know, I, you know, I was having all kinds of anxiety problems. Like I said, emotionally liable, so it's just start crying uh, in public or at home and for no reason. So, I mean, you can imagine why that's difficult for anybody, but much less somebody in the special forces community. And so the only way I knew to quell that, you know, is I started to drink and it got to the point where, you know, it was, it was, it was bad. And I was, I was drinking too much and I, that was killing me as much as anything else. Um, and so those, you know, those are some of the things that were help push me to think, Hey man, there's got to be, there's got to be a, a better way. Um, Awesome. And it how kind long of dimmed. Go ahead, Gary. I was just going to say, how long uh, after that uh, or during that uh, did you meet the doctor, Doctor? Well, Mark. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, me and Mark, <laughs> Mark. first uh, spoke in January of, of this year. Or was it December, Mark? You're asking when it was December. I think it was December or January. It's the first time we yeah, spoke. Yeah, I think it was Mark. January. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, fairly recent. Uh, uh, meeting, meeting Mark, um, and he's been instrumental. Uh, his uh, treatment protocols and a place here in Texas called Carrick Brain Center has been instrumental in, uh, in, in my treatment protocols and essentially reversing the symptoms and issues I was having because they took the time to use evidence-based diagnostics to assess the actual problem and pinpoint impairments and then get a specific individualized treatment plan for myself. Um, Carrick Brain Center was able to do the vestibular um, therapy and, and, and virtually erase those issues. Uh, what was left over after that for me was stuff doing with my hormones not, not being balanced um, and still having problems there. So anxiety, depression, rage, irritability, you know, those, those are all there and, and made life extremely difficult to live. Um, once we got treated with Mark on his protocols, again, those things completely wiped out, and it's back to, you know, I think, I think I'm improved from where I was before when I was having, having these problems now that we've been able to get the right treatments um, for the right people. 
Yeah, you know what's good about it, uh, your story is uh, when I read about it, um, it was finally something that was making a difference uh, uh, with the t- with the TBI or even PTSD. Right. Um, you know, and and to, when you said I think it was your mother and your wife both, uh, you know, noticed there was a complete turnaround once you mm-hmm. uh, start receiving those treatments. So the proof is in the pudding, so they say, man. So you know, I can come up here and holler all day, but. What are people close to me saying? And uh, that's right. the way that you can you can base things. And uh, you know, listening to my mom and 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 how she um, uh, how she articulates that the way I'm doing now, uh, as well as my wife. You know, I mean, there it is. That that's all that matters at the, at the end of the day. How what does your family think? And and, and are they seeing changes? And is and is it benefiting them in the right and in the in the right ways? And that's exactly what's going on and been going on here. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, uh, Mark, what actually led you to the development and protocols uh, that are turning the, the TB, TBI and the PTSD symptoms around? Well, <clears throat> it started um, in about 97. I had suffered from um, five head traumas throughout my childhood, adolescence, and um, was on antidepressants in 97. And I heard about a company in... Um, Las Vegas that did extensive hormonal testing. So I went to them and I was subsequently found to be either insufficient or deficient in growth hormone, thyroid, and testosterone. And when I got started on it, in about three months, my entire life turned around the quality of how I felt, um, what I thought, um, my physical abilities. I was overweight. I lost weight, became, uh, you know, went to the gym, uh, stopped the antidepressants. But from 97 until 2004, it was just looking at you know hormone replacement in 2004. There was an article published from a Journal of um, uh, Turkey on pugilism, on boxing, and they found that there was an incredible deficiency of growth hormone in people who were boxers. And that was my epiphany article. That's aha, uh-huh, trauma and uh, hormone deficiency. And then I went back to my patient population. And I started inquiring as to have they ever had any kind of head trauma. And almost 90% of the people who were on hormonal replacements because they were tested and found to be deficient were um, people who had had minor to moderate to severe head traumas from auto accidents, from slip and falls and what have you, and blunt head, head trauma. And they had all improved on a psychological basis, which I really wasn't focusing in on until 2004. Even though I had improved back in 97, it really didn't click until that one article. So from 2004 on, my entire uh, reading has been on the relationship between um, trauma to the head, which can also be radiation exposure, medication, um, bad air, toxins in our environment and food, which influence uh, hormones in our brain, which I'd like to clarify. I'm not talking just about testosterone, estrogen, progesterone that are produced by you know the glands, the ovaries, the testicles, the adrenal glands, or the thyroid gland in the neck. But what we found is that in the brain is a separate group of hormones called neurosteroids. These are hormones that are produced by the brain cells, by the cells that are supportive to the, to the neurons that convey all the information and connectivity. In articles uh, by Dr. Bailu, which started in like 1985, uh, was the one who started doing the major research on this area of neurosteroids and found that they, over the course of 
85 to present, we've found that they influence how we react and respond to stimuli that come in to us. Someone says, hello, you respond and say hello, as opposed to pulling a gun and shooting them. That's because of the brain having areas that control our responsiveness, areas called the frontal lobe, which deal with how to make correct decisions, how to be right, as opposed to over making an overshoot. And I personally feel, having worked with the NFL retirees, that someone like Aaron Hernandez, who did something totally crazy, was probably due to multiple traumas to the brain, which impeded his ability to make the correct decision. And recently, January 13th of this year, um, Andrew um, Brennan uh, was the first person put to death lethal injection in Georgia, who was an honored veteran from Vietnam who was documented as having PTSD, bipolar, uh, blast trauma, all these things from having been in Vietnam, who got into a situation that triggered his PTSD, and he ended up shooting a 22-year-old sheriff to death in a horrible way. And he was in court, and his defense attorneys were trying to plead that due to insanity, he shouldn't be put to death. And the judge basically said, when they used the PTSD explanation, they said, everybody has PTSD, and they ended up putting him to death. I think his case is the tip of the iceberg, where we're going to see a lot of the guys coming back, guys and gals, or men and women coming back from uh, theater of war, that um, they're going to eventually develop uh, the changes similar to what Andrew had, similar to what Gosney had, similar to the 300 other um, military veterans that we have in the practice, who over a course of time, which has been documented up to 19 years, start developing personality uh, changes because they start losing subtly the chemicals in the brain called neurosteroids that give us our calm, that give us our ability to decide the right and wrong things, that allow us to react to our environmental stimuli. You hear a car backfiring, and you don't immediately drop to the ground thinking that someone's shooting at you. We're losing that because of the head traumas. So what um, has brought me to this point in time where my emphasis in my practice is on traumatic brain injury, not PTSD, which I'll explain, Um, anyone who has PTSD, if you interview them, they should not have any physical component. The minute they have a physical component, it becomes traumatic brain injury. And traumatic brain injury and PTSD do have overlapping spheres of um, affect or um, symptoms, but they're totally distinct. And unfortunately, the 410,000 military that have been coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan are being labeled as being PTSD. And immediately, the cookie cutter that Andrew said is being instituted where everybody's being called PTSD. They're handed packet number one. If packet number one doesn't work, packet two, packet three, and so forth. And Ghazni is a great example. And also, um, Jordan, who was on the Dr. Drew show, who's also a corpsman, who had no physical trauma, but was walking as a medic. He was walking behind Abrams' tanks and getting the the shutter from every time they discharged a shell or else the javelins or the, the RPGs or whatever he was around. He was getting blast trauma without any physical rupture of his skin. He developed two and a half out of five hormone deficiencies. And within 48 hours of starting his treatment, he, he resolved. Now, he had 
was called PTSD because he had no physical component to it that was overt, but he had lots of blast-related trauma. And so the minute we learn how better to diagnose between PTSD, absolutely no physical components, and traumatic brain injury, it alters how we approach treatment. And it's right. with that treatment that makes the difference. Right. You know, just a couple of minutes ago, you were talking about that case uh, uh, where the veteran ended up uh, uh, getting a death Injured. sentence. Is that correct? Right. In Atlanta, okay. Georgia. You know, a couple, yeah, about, about a couple of weeks ago, we had um, uh, an organization on telling about, did you know that there's one over a million veterans that are sitting in prison right now behind bars? And 200,000 of those are female veterans. Wow. And over, you know, they, over 90 percent have the PTSD. Uh, that's what they're claiming again. Understood. Uh, again, you could, they could be TBI. They're, they're more than likely TBI. Um, you know, they're more than TBI. Um, I've read articles which just infuriate me where, you know, an example article in a major medical journal, psychiatry journal, where they're talking about... Um, uh, a woman who was in an auto accident, the bag exploded on her, she had minor bruises and so forth, and three months, four months later, she develops uh, panic attacks where she can't go into a car. And they're saying PTSD. Well, if they looked closer, they would have found that she had a multitude of hormonal dysfunctions or dysfunctioning hormones that uh, allowed her or overlap with PTSD. And it's just they're not being flexible enough, and they're not doing the laboratory testing. We have a panel, took me 10 years to develop, which is um, very comprehensive. Andrew went through it, and in that test, we were able to find what he was deficient in and whether or not it was due to brain or due to the peripheral organ. I mean, the brain controls the uh, testicles and the adrenals in their production of either in a woman estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and a male testosterone. If the brain's not functioning to regulate it, you lose the testosterone. That's why the doc who originally saw the endocrinologist who saw Andrew was saying that he was on steroids because the only way to get some of these markers low is to take steroids. But you can also get it low if you've had head trauma, and they're ignoring that. They're negating it, and that needs to be checked. It's a $17 test, you know, to, to check it out. Mm-hmm. So right. my, my goal is to, uh, with organizations like yours and with Andrews and some of the others that we're with, and people as kind as Joe Rogan and his wife Jessica and with Dr. Drew and with some of the other programs that we've been on, um, has been to help get the word out that there is hope as long as we go and we check for uh, these hormonal deficiencies, these neurosteroid deficiencies. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. If you can save money for your business, would you be interested? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. If you own a business and are interested in saving money on your merchant account services, call Josh at First Class Merchant Services at 407-401-0772. And by the way, he is national. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Andrew Marr from Warriors, Warrior Angels Foundation and Mark Gordon, uh, MD, with the Millennium TBI Network. And Bill, you got a question? Yes, this question is for for Andrew. Uh, Andrew, you know, I'm just thinking in my mind, miraculously, if right now we could silence every weapon of war that we know uh, in every location where combat is taking place right now, uh, 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 the effects that this could have. I'm I'm of the uh, uh, opinion that if we could we would still see the residual effects from uh, experiences such as yours that go on for a long time. You know, World War II, uh, Korea, Vietnam, where I served, where it took uh, almost 20 years to determine what was post-traumatic stress and even TBI after that. I can remember as a kid, the World War II veterans, we made reference to them as being shell-shocked. So uh, it, it appears that this is a long and undetermined sentence that we who serve end up with these kinds of conditions. So my concern is, and I'm sure everyone else's concern is, through the warrior angels, how can current uh, individuals who have served this great country begin to get help based on what you're doing and from your experience. Yeah, thanks for that, Bill. Well, first I'd like to say that this problem, um, traumatic brain injuries, it's not going away. Good news is this is not a life sentence. Um, there's hope. Uh, and you, you brought up some good points there, Bill, with the kind of long reach um, going through different um, theaters of, of war over our time period. 
that doesn't only affect the individual, and it gets played through the, the family, uh, down to the children, and, and can get carried over into the next generation as well. So the effects from, from that you know, are long-term, and they do uh, cross over uh, from generation to generation. So how, how can we stop that or help to um, quell that? How can we help people right now? And that, that's, you know, that's the main reason that we, we started this um, foundation up, WarriorAngelsFoundation.org is our website. And like I said before, we are endorsing a network of highly skilled providers offering a highly individual treatment plans based on each person's specific needs. If you go to our page, you go to our uh, treatment tab, and you go on there and you can click on the different providers that uh, we're endorsing. Uh, you click on their link and it'll go specifically to their page where you can then uh, add your information in, into their secure um, fields and put uh, that you are referred by Warrior Angels Foundations or myself, Andrew Marr, either or, and um, start the communication process with those, those providers like that. Um, and, and that's how we'll open up the communication lines and then um, once everything is set in stone, uh, medical situation is set, um, dates and treatment plans are, are, are formalized, that's when the provider will come to us, say, hey, we're, we're ready uh, to move forward with patient A, and at that time we'll, we'll, we'll go through with funding, uh, making sure they're funded to do it. All right. Now, is it true that uh, you know if if you, some of our warriors um, uh, they have jobs, and if they're found out they're being treated for uh, TBI or PTSD, that could jeopardize their job? You know, I, I don't I don't know that that's the case. Um, uh -huh. Now, I, there there's there's a huge stigma out there, and I, I think the public in general doesn't know more than you know. Just hey, these are some some things that came back from guys in the war, and they're three or four-letter acronyms, and, they, you know, they have issues. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things that we're trying to do is, is get out uh, in public um, and say, hey, you know, me, my story, uh, I've gone through this, and I, I'm a fully functional person in society. Not only am I fully functional, I, I, I'm a leader and, and somebody who can still perform at a high level and, and do whatever there, there is that, you know, I specifically want to do. I mean, that's the American dream, right? And uh, we believe that the American dream is still alive and well, that you can make the decision to, if you don't like something, change it. And, um, you know, that, that's what it's all about. So I, I don't know how to tell anybody that, hey, if you're facing discrimination out there, um, what to do other than, hey, if you don't like your situation, find out a way to, to stop it and change it and then turn around and help somebody else do the same thing. Well, that's Andrew, right. uh, uh, just to, to tag on to uh, Gary's question, I think where this becomes a part, if it isn't uh, overtly, it's certainly subtle, in those employment areas where security clearances are required, that's where the issue comes about. These are highly trained individuals, know their jobs, but for this medical condition, it can present a problem. Right. So what I do know is that uh, SOCOM, Special Operations Command, through their the POTIF, the um, pres Preservation of the uh, Family and Force, um, it is in black and white and put out so guys can know, hey, you are, you are not um, going to re receive any um, negative uh, reports from the command if, you're, if you go and seek help because you think you have a, an issue be to it, uh, 
to the TBI or to traumatic uh, combat stress. Um, and so, you know, um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, guys are still worried about that, but uh-huh. it, it's coming down from the top that security clearances are not going to be affected if you seek uh, effective treatment, you know? So uh, I, I don't know how to... I don't know, to, to, to delve further into that than, than, you know, stating that fact right there. Yeah. You know, I think the testimonials speak for themselves. Um, you know, that that's, it's just phenomenal uh, talking to uh, both of you and um, uh, knowing that it's about time. <laughs> it's about time that uh, something is available, another option here that, that, uh, is helping. And, yeah, uh, absolutely, know, Gary. And kind of like what Mark said earlier, you know, over 400,000 people have been diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic stress. Over yeah. 240,000 have been diagnosed with traumatic brain injury from 2002 to 2012. You know, so, and that's just people who've been diagnosed. A lot of people, they just sat on these um, symptoms and conditions because they didn't want to, they didn't want to deal with it or they didn't know how to deal with it or the medical system didn't even know what to label it. And so there is uh, a bunch of walking wounded walking around the country that desperately need help. And you know what? Help, help is here, and, and, we, and we can do it. So how do we do it? Um, people like Dr. Mark Gordon, people like Carrick Brain Center, other people out, out there are there taking uh, different uncon- what's called unconventional, which is crazy to me because they're taking a, a, a look at somebody's um, individual uh, situation and trying to actually assess what's wrong with them, where it happened, and pinpoint their impairments and and repair them from there. And with Mark and doing it with neurosteroids, you know, it's done traumatic things. So we have the ability to, you know, resurrect so many people. And, for instance, with with, through hormone replacement therapy, through Mark's protocols, I mean, we can do it relatively cheap. And mm-hmm. so, you know, all we need is people out there to spread the word to people who, who know and, and say, hey, this is something that we're going to fund and we're going to help. And you know what? We don't need the government to help do it because all you're going to get from that is red tape and bureaucracy. So we're going to reach out and do what makes America great, and that's dig within our community and our churches and find out what's important to us and find a way to effectively treat those who put it on the line and serve for everybody. Right. Andrew, you, you, you mentioned uh, uh, in, in your response to my question about the, uh, the, the issue with the family being affected and the long-term effects. I, I'd like to ask Mark, uh, in your treatment of these individuals with TBI, uh, do you integrate the family members, spouses uh, in as you are, are, are treating these individuals? I love that question. My original training, <clears throat> my original training was in family medicine, so holistic approach to how I practice. And being, you know, people coming into my office, it's like my family. So what happens is I integrate their family. I go, I, as I interviewed Andrew after he started treatment with your wife Becky, correct? Mm-hmm. And every single one from Andrea, from Lisa. From Sarah, I get the names of every significant other because Andrew's telling us how he's perceiving things. What's more important, his mother, his wife, his father, his dog, everybody else around him 
perceiving how he's changed is so very important to how we assess how well we're doing in treatment. Yes. So, yes, we integrate the entire family. Well, Mark, you know, another thing about that, too, and I'm sure that you've probably come upon this, in, in many situations, the veteran, the serving person, has a strong reluctance to talk about what their experience has been, and those that are close to the veteran uh, can answer some of those questions. So, I, you know, it, that makes it even more important, mm-hmm. as you've, if you've talked about, having them be involved in the treatment process. Absolutely. Um, they help to share. What I, I'll back up a second. I have a gentleman who was with DOD. He had uh, three attempted suicides, you know, after he had been blown up a multitude of times. And he'd come into, came into the office from um, North Carolina, and he would always say, yes, sir, no, sir, and never give me any explanation until you saw him on treatment. And he started smiling. He started interacting. He was more energetic. I'd still talk to the wife, and she would give me the background. Yeah, he's more touchy-feely. He's more sensitive. They have a five-year-old child. They're doing better, and so forth and so on. So... Yeah, I I get it. They don't want to they don't want to say anything. They don't want to volunteer anything because that's part of how they were trained or who they are. So the family is very very important to this whole program, especially with those that feel reluctance in acknowledging um, what their problems were. Fortunately, Andrew wasn't one of those people, so he was able to get uh, help um, rapidly and responded. How long did it take you to respond, Andrew? Well, you know, Mark gave me that uh, that first shot, and it was in, I don't know, close to, well, it was about lunchtime, so about 11 uh, a.m., and I'm driving back, heading south from L.A. to San Diego at the time, and it was about three hours later, and I'm like, this can't be. I, I feel like somebody had just took a huge barrier off of uh, my chest, and I could breathe, you know what I mean? So within three hours, um, anxiety anger, rage, that I knew wasn't me, okay? I knew that that was something foreign or it was, you know, because, I, I, you know, I knew exactly what was going on and it was, you know, a neuroendocrine deficiency, but that doesn't make it any easier. So, but when I was able to feel the effect of that, it was just like, you know, I had a new life again. And so within hours, I was able to feel, you know, a difference. And that's just by you know, replacing and replenishing what's, what's deficient, uh, what right. your body already makes. And mm-hmm. by doing that, you know, the body is pretty resilient and amazing, and it can do some wonderful things when you treat it right. And, um, and you know, so that was just an absolute yeah. blessing. This, and that's what we this, want to bring to everybody. Yeah, this product that I developed about 13 years ago is a physiological dose, meaning the amount that your body would normally make in a week's time if it was working correctly, is a product that um, developed, as I said, 13 years ago. It's a blended form of testosterone, which on Wednesday of last week, I get a phone call from the compounding pharmacy in San Diego called um, University Compounding Pharmacy, and the CEO of the company, a gentleman by the name of Joe Grisella, said, we've made a decision at the corporate level we're going to be donating $100,000 worth of compounded pharmaceutical products that I use my practice 
to um, Andrew's organization so that there's $100,000. Last night, I get a phone call from the laboratory, uh, which I've worked with for 10 years developing this panel, and they're one of the most uh, sophisticated laboratories, access medical laboratories here in Florida, uh, 25,000 square feet of the newest technology. Uh, they called last night to say that they're going into a meeting on Monday to come up with a dollar amount to offset uh, the costs for uh, laboratory testing. Now, they've already given me $2,300 laboratory testing, and they've dropped it down to about $800. So they've wow. already given me uh, a benefit. I used to work for them. I gave up my salary with them so that they can give us the better pricing for it. And now they're talking about throwing in additional funds so that it takes the burden off of um, anyone who wants to independently get the testing done. And this is all directed towards um, Andrew's organization. And there's two others that will participate in it because we want to get dissemination uh, as far and broad as we can. And even though Andrew has good connections, we'd like to compound it together, bring a lot, uh, a number of groups together so that we can hit more people at one time or make available uh, to people through multiple organizations such as your uh, radio uh, program network to get people aware of what we're doing. We will set up the mechanism by which this will happen, Andrew a gentleman by the name of Jeffrey and another by Charles will figure out a way how to get this mechanism up and running. But we have people donating. Uh, Andrew has uh, one of my patients who's very wealthy donated to provide for five guys their assessment. And, you know, I will say that Joe Rogan and his wife, Jessica, already paid for two um, veterans to get their assessments done. So people are realizing that traditional medicine is not working, what I've worked so diligently to help develop, and now I want to share with my colleagues, um, is, is starting to expand, and that's the only thing we need is help getting it out there. I've got Jason Hall, who uh, wrote Amer American Sniper, is doing his part to try and get the right uh, connections in the Veterans uh, Administration uh, to hear a proposal I have. And the proposal I have is I will fund out of my pocket 100 individuals, uh, military, to go through a year-long program or six-month program as long as the government goes and does the intake psychiatric evaluation and the outtake uh, psychiatric evaluation. And if they like the results, they like how they're being treated, then fund us for 1,000 people. That's what I'm asking for. But I'll put uh, up the money to get it started. Now, that, that's, that's great, uh, uh, Mark. A Andrew, uh, uh, would you tell this vast listening audience uh, what they can do to help with their time, their talents, their contributions uh, to Warrior Angels? And, and this is a vast audience, and Gary you, usually does a better job in explaining how vast <laughs> this audience is. Wow and phenomenal. That's what you two guys deserve. But, yeah, I tell everyone that we do have listeners in all 50 states and 83 countries. So if there's any way uh, we can help, um, you know, let us know. And, again, you, you both of you deserve it. You're a team. Believe me, you're a team. And you yeah. have to stick together. And uh, the stuff you're doing here, again, is phenomenal. It's a yeah, big well, word. Thank, thank you, guys. And, <laughs> thank you very much.
I'll go Thank forward you. with saying um, that I speak for, I know I can speak for me and Mark both, both and uh, it goes back to a verse in Scripture, Philippians 2, 3, 4, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. And that's what it's about, uh, Gary. That's what it's about, Bill. That we're looking to the interests of people who served and deserve better. And, and that's what we're trying to do here. That's what Mark's doing. That's what the foundation's doing. So how can you help? Spread the word. Let mm-hmm. everybody you know in your network know about the Warrior Angels Foundation, know about Dr. Gordon, know about Craig Brain Center, um, and, and think unconventionally. You know what I mean? Don't conform to the pattern of the world. Um, think, think for yourself and, and try to find out the, what, what is the reasoning behind things. And something as simple as using individualized assessments to figure out somebody's impairments and, and treat them uh, logically and, and, and using an individual care program can, can, has rendered a life sentence, you know, done away with it. And I'm living proof. And so, you know, we're just, again, Gary, excited and ecstatic for the opportunity to talk yeah. to your audience. Yeah, and I want to thank I want to thank Mark because uh, I I think it was yesterday that um, he actually got Jason Hall. He so he's going to be a future guest on, coming very soon on our on our show, uh, who is the screenwriter for the American Sniper. And I'll tell you, you know, that's going to be another show. And I'd like to have um, maybe you two, both of you, back if that's possible. Yeah, look forward to it. All right. Now, we only have a couple of minutes left, and Andrew and Mark, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Andrew, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Uh, in closing, in closing um, if, if you're out there and, and, and my story was a mirror image of yours uh, and, and you're struggling and you're on a bevy of commu- uh, medications and you're... And you're have to use alcohol to, to quell anxiety that you don't know, you know, how are you going to stop it? There's an answer, and there, there's a way out. There's hope, and, and we can get you to these treatments. Reach out uh, to, the, to Mark. You can get to his website um, through ours, or you can go to his website directly, tbimedlegal.com or warriorangelsfoundation.org. Reach out, do some reading and some research for yourself, and, and reach out to either of us through our websites and inquire about getting help. And we would love the opportunity to get you right. Definitely. Mark? Well, uh, for those who are interested, listening and interested in the next step, they can go to my website, which is TBI Med Legal, and put in a veteran's intake sheet, uh, which will put you onto a list. As we get funding, um, it'll be through... um, through Andrew Marr's organization to have uh, helped to select these people that will accumulate the information, the medical history, through our process that we have in the office and try to find ways to get everybody funded that we can. Fantastic. Bill? Well, Mark and Andrew, thank you so much for accepting to be with us uh, to provide this information to our listening audience today. Thank you guys for your service to the country. Uh, And Andrew and Mark, I'm sure you can realize this is about veterans 
helping veterans, and uh, that is an obligation that we have to make sure that that we can help and turn around this situation as much as we can. I, I hope to have you guys uh, to come back with us again. It certainly was a pleasure today. Thank you Definitely. very much. Definitely. All right, thank you. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetworkRadio.com. And yes, you can hear all the archive shows right on your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are-